בשם השם נעשה ונצליח. זה היום עשה השם נגילה ונשמחה בו. We're doing a quest, בעזרת השם, every Thursday night. We want to do modern halacha again. אין לו להגודש ברוך בעולמו, אלא דלת עמות של הלכה בלבד. Today is going to be one of my most favorite classes I'm ever going to give because it has a lot of Torah Shabbat Peh. The question is in or out. Should we um, keep our sisit? We know it's such a precious mitzvah, my dear friend. How does son start wearing it, the sisit? What is the proper thing for Sephardic Middle Eastern Jews to do? Should they keep their sisit out or in? We know that the yeshiva, in the yeshivas, they're very into keeping it out. The chassidim keep it out. But what's the custom of Sephardim? Should the Sephardim keep it out or in? So, Harav Avadya Yosef, in his second volume of Yechav Adad, deals with this. And number A of our class is that one of the great Rishonim, my friend, was called the Bala Itur. The Bala Itur says that... First of all, we have to understand. There's two different elements here, which is very important to understand. There's the Talit Katan, and then there's the Talit Gadol, right? Now, halachically, you really don't need to wear the Talit Katan unless you have like a poncho. But for protection, and because we want to always be pure, and all the benefits, like American Express, never leave home without it, we wear even the Talit Katan. Especially... The Ashkenazim, they don't even wear Talit Gadol until they're married. So they, if even there, is more important for them to wear it every day to get, take advantage of the mitzvah because it's equal to all the mitzvahs of the Torah. But just keep that in mind that German Jews and Sephardic Jews, anyways, we will wear the big Talit that we say a blessing on. Now, the Bala Itur in Hilchot Sedakah, in the end of volume 3, he brings the Teshuvot Rabbeinu Yitzchak ben Maron HaLevi that says... It says, those people that keep their talit katan under their clothing like I'm wearing, they're not doing the mitzvah properly. Because it says, you have to see it. So it says, if you want to do the mitzvah the right way, have you seen the Hasidic like in Vienna? They wear their talit katan on top of their shirt. So that's what Rabbeinu Yitzchak, one of the Rishonim says, the Bala Itur argues on him. He says, when the Torah, when the Torah says, Uritemoto, that you have to see the sisit, the Chachamim use it for other reasons, which means, you know, at night you don't need to wear sisit. You know that. That's why we never wear. That's why Kol Nidre, the nine of Yom Kippur, you have to come early to say the bracha, if you want to say. So it says, he says, Af Uritemoto, When the Torah says, we read in the Shema, you have to see the Sisit, and it reminds you of all the mitzvahs of the Torah. It doesn't mean literally every second you should be seeing it, and you have to keep out your Sisit. The Balator says that's not true. It says that when you make the bracha on the Sisit, on the Talit Kadol, then you should see it and be reminded the reason why am I wearing the Sisit, in order to remind me that I'm a part of the army of Hashem, right? I'm a loyal servant to Hashem. And that's what the Balator says. When you make the bracha, you are reminded of the benefit of the sisid and the reason, and other people say amen to your bracha. And 
So the Rabbeinu Yonah says obviously the same thing in Sefer Yirah. The Talit Katan, you'll be shown in Tachat Lamadav Shikar Mitzad Lamutam Tamid. He says obviously in today's society where women are walking around half naked, you know, it's the summer. Ever, why do we wear sisit? Because it says, You shouldn't go after your eyes and do, look at dirty stuff, think that is, you shouldn't watch. So the sisit is holy, it makes you holy not to go and look at that stuff. So even though technically, our clothing is not like the Mexican has like four poncho. But always the Rabbeinu Yonah says, wear the sisit, because you need the protection that your mind shouldn't get dirty, you understand? Because actually... I've told a lot of my students they have a challenge, they're not married. If you ever had bad thoughts, bring out your sisit, put it on your eyes and kiss it. It's an antidote to having hirhurim, bad thoughts. But there's a fascinating Maharami Rutenberg. Maharami Rutenberg was the Rebbe of the Rosh. What does he write about this? He says, Shiesh Rasot Talit Katan Kemin Sarbal Already the Maharami Yutenberg says it's appropriate that every Jew like you started doing and you've been doing to wear a talit katan and even say a bracha on it. Even if you don't do atifa. You know, talit kadol is different that you do, you say leitatefetitit. But on talit katan, which bracha do you make? Al mitzvat sisit. So, he says, the people that are modest and fear God, they always do this. So we know on Tisha B'Av in the morning, the Mordechai writes that Tisha B'Av we don't wear talit tefillin. Ruzanoi. Remember in the morning? We wear it where? Nighttime. Night, in the afternoon. Mincha time. So he says, this was the minhag of the Maharami Rutenberg because the tefillin is like our crown. is our glory. And this day, we put ashes on our head because we're, Jerusalem is not built, right? So we're not happy. So he says, listen to this. Mikol makom hayalovesh talit katan baboker shlefi she'enu nirele olam. The Maharami Rutenberg, the Ruzet Tisha Be'av, the morning of the Tisha Be'av, he wouldn't wear talit katan. But would he wear his talit katan? Of course he would. He would wear this because it's not seen at all. You already see from seven, eight hundred years ago that the Maharami Maharami Rutenberg was not keeping out his strings. Was not keeping out. He says, the Mordechi, the Lashon of the Mordechi, Rav Avadya brings, Mevu'ar, You see clearly that first of all, the Minhag of the Maharami Rutenberg and the Mordechi was not to put the Talit Katan like Hasidim do. They wear it like on top of their shirt. Right? But actually, the Shulchan Archos, you should. Listen to the Shulchan Aruch in chapter 8. He says that Sheikar mitzvah tzisit kedel asker. He says the, the same way if you see Rav Chaim Kanyanevsky or the Hasidim, he says you should keep even not only the string but the whole beged, the whole clothing of the sisit, the cloth of it you should keep on top of your shirt, he says, the maran. So you can Always be reminded of God and re- do mitzvah karvashi, right? Always do the mitzvot. So that's what Maran holds. And if you look in chapter 24, it says, Im en adam lovesh talit katan shalakon en chayu b'sisit. 
מכל מקום טוב ונכון של אדם, יהיו נעים לבושם כדאי כל היום, כדי שיזכור למצוות בכל רגע ונכון של הנבושים. So the Shulchan Aruch actually very clearly holds, a lot of people don't know this, that it's better to wear it on top of your clothing, the whole enchilada, the whole thing. And for sure when you pray, we have to be like an angel, you understand? So when you pray, you also have to keep it. But it says that there's a very important halakha. When you go to the gravesite, like let's say you go visit your father, right? You go to visit the gravesite, you're not allowed to wear your seed out according to anybody. You know why? Because it's lo'eg rosh. You make their soul feel bad. Because when a person dies, he, he yearns to do mitzvah, but he can't do it anymore. So it's like you're making fun of him. You say, oh, I'm alive, I could do mitzvah. But now that you're dead, you can't do mitzvah. So listen to this. The Shulchan Aruch says over there that Talit Kadam Shadam Lovesh Mitachat Namudav Haim Mutar Lekanes Bebet Kaset. Now the question is, let's say you go to visit, I'm going to visit my father, you go to visit your father at the Bet HaKvarot, Bet HaChaim, the cemetery. Do you have to take this off also, even though it's all under? The Shulchan Aruch says, what? He says, no. He says, if you're wearing it on top of your, all your clothing, you have to take it off, because you're making fun of them. But look what the Maran says. But if you're wearing it under, in, in not sticking out any part of it, you don't need to take it off, because... You're not making fun of them. It's not visible. And the, the uh, marshal and all the other Rishonim write this, but the problem is, there's a question that the Mamar Mordechai ans- asks. And that is, why is the Shulchan Aruch saying that if you wear it under, it's not a problem and you don't need to take it off in the, in the cemetery? But it's, it's a contradiction because the Shulchan Aruch said you should always keep it on top. Right? You should wear the whole baguette, the whole seat on top of your shirt. So you know what he answers the Ma'amar Mordechai? He says that the Shulchan Aruch only holds that to be extra chasidut. That's like the most glorious and beautiful way to do the mitzvah. But, he writes that it comes out that the minhag was not to do that. That's why the Shulchan Aruch writes that if you go to the graveyard, once it's already in, right, you don't have any problem, you don't need to take anything off, because you're not making fun of anybody. So, it says, of course, you know, during Shema, it's good to kiss them, and when you say the word sisid, you put it on your eyes. So if you're like Ashkenazi, or you don't have a Talit Gadol, then it's good to take it out. But, it's very clear That the um, from the Radvaz also that says one of the great friends of the Bet Yosef was the Radvaz. He was the chief rabbi of Egypt. He says that you you wear it under all of your things. And there's another thing I want to teach you. The Mishnah Buru also was like that. When you say barachali tatef besisit, you could kill two birds with one son. You could also have kavana and what? Your talit katan. Then you don't need to make a new bracha of what? Al mitzvat 
Sisit. Because the Mishaburah says actually, the Chavetz Chaim says it's better to do this. Because it says sometimes people don't check the strings and it's not so kosher, the Talit Katan. If people neglect it. So it says it's better to make one bracha on the big Talit. And that was the Minhag of the Radvaz. And then have Kavana that when you sing the bracha should also go on what? The Talit Katan. And this was also the Minhag of the Gra. Now, according to Kabbalah, the Arizal writes like this. The Marhu, which was the star student of the, of the, um, of the Arizal, says like this. He says, according to Kabbalah, you have to keep it under, the Arizal says. He says, those that keep it outside, like the Shulchan Aruch, are going against the Zohar, against the words. And not only the Maharchu says that, but another great Mekubal Rabbi Yaakov Semach, in the Sefer Nagid Mitzvah. And it was clear from Rabbi Chaim HaKohen, there's a very interesting Gemara. One of the students of the Arizal proves this from the Gemara in Menachot Memdalet. You know what it was? There was this young Torah student, yeshiva guy, that wasn't married. And one time he heard that the most beautiful prostitute in the world is coming. So you know what he did? He took a whole bag of gold and silver... The woman, the Gemara says in Menachot, she was very, very like Las Vegas style. When she was at very high end of the prostitutes, she had like seven silver beds that you would have to climb up and then the top one was gold to make the people think like she's like the, she was like the best in the world. So this guy, he, he climbs all the seven beds to go sleep with her when he starts to take off his clothes what happens the sisit the strings of the sisit hit him in the eye like he freezes the woman which was naked sitting next to him the prostitute says what you don't think I'm the most beautiful woman you ever see in the world he says you're the most beautiful but I can't be with you I fear God and the sisit it came and hit me in the eye I'm not allowed to do this. He goes down the seven. Run away. And he run away. The woman later comes to the yeshiva. She asks, who is this guy? He says, I want to become Jewish. The, the prostitute. She says, how can it be such a person could have such self-control? He gave me the money. He was with me. And then now the sissit hits him in the eye. He doesn't have sexual intercourse with me. The rabbi checks after the Rosh Hashiva and he sees this woman really want to become Jewish for the right reason. Not only for the love of this boy, because she sees the Torah is so powerful, it gives you so much what? Self-control, self-control. So now the Gemara says, look, when you're kosher, every night he could be with her in a kosher way. They ended up getting married and now she would make the seven silver beds and the gold one in a kosher way. Because that's what the Gemara says, the, the story of that. But you see, I'm sorry if the guy, Rav Chaim Cohen, the student of the Arizal says, if his sissit were always out, right? Why then when he just started to take this robe and take off his clothes, did the sissit hit him in the eye? Anyways, it was always out. So you see, it's a big proof, you understand? From the Gemara, 
that, so I want to just say that anybody that keeps their sisit out, we're not trying to bash them. Their custom is good for themselves, their yeshivish is good. But it's very clear from the Maharami Rutenberg that if you look in the Rishonim, it's very clear that, on, like on Tisha B'Av, it's clear in the poskim, in the Rishonim, it's written that, it, that his, he would wear a talit katan, but it was the strings were not seen at all. Or when the Shulchan Aruch is saying, you can go in the graveyard because the sisid are not seen at all. You've seen, he says, you don't have to take off the begid. It means that people weren't keeping out the strings. It was always what? Totally inside. Or here, the Gemara. Only when he was going to take off his clothes did the sisid come and hit him. His talit katan come and hit him in the face, right? So, from all of this, we, we, we see that according to Kabbalah, it's very clear the Chida also writes, you know, all of our Sidur was written by the Chida. And the Chida writes, always our Minhag follows who? Kabbalah, the Arizal. And he says, We know, when it comes to custom, if the Shulchan Aruch says something, and the Arizal, and the Kabbalah, who do we follow? The Arizal. And Rabbi writes here that all of our great Sephardic rabbis in Jerusalem used to keep their sisit out or in. They used to keep it what? In. And this leads to me to what the Mishnah Bura says. The, the Mishnah Bura says that those people that are embarrassed and they don't keep out their sisit, they should be ashamed of themselves. And they're going to get punished. Because if God sends you a great gift, then how could you be ashamed of it? If, if like the, the king of all, the, the greatest, most honorable person in the world would send you a gift, you would show it off to everybody. So why are you keeping your sisit in? You should show it off to everybody. But Rav Avadya writes that that's not right, what the Chafetz Chaim is writing. Because you, it's mashma from all the Arizal and the Chida and the Maharami Rutenberg and uh, the Arizal, that it's clear that it, it, it was, people would always keep it in. But I want to tell you an amazing story that nobody knows. And I dove into Hashem so much. So, you know, in my yeshiva, Neri Saul, they used to keep it in. So, my roommate, my dear friend Rabbi Sagan Kohanim, he went ahead and said, I came from another yeshiva, Scranton, everybody, all the yeshiva boys used to keep their sisit out. So he, he went and asked Moibi Rebbe, Harav Yaakov Moshe Kalevsky, why in this yeshiva everybody sticks it in? So he says, I had the same question, I asked it from the founder of yeshiva, the Baal Avodah Salevi, Harav Yaakov Yitzhak Ruderman. Rav Ruderman said, you know why? Because I had a story with the Chavetz Chaim. He said, before, in 1930, before the Holocaust, I came to America. To, I went to Chavetz Chaim to get a bracha. Guess what? The Chavetz Chaim himself, he, he says, ain't I ra'u'i below zar? He said, the Chavetz Chaim himself used to keep it what? Mm. In. So he says, why do you write in your book that if you don't keep it, if you keep it in, you're going to get what? Punished. It's like you're ashamed of the mitzvah. But here yourself, I'm seeing you're keeping it what? Mm. So he says, you misread the, the book. He told Rav Ruderman, that's all. He said, 
what I'm writing over there is like this. If you keep the entire beged out, you wear it on top of your shirt, and then you keep the strings in, that's very rude. Because already you're keeping the whole beged out, then you should be honored to keep it out. But if you're already wearing the whole thing inside, You, isn't, you, of course, you see me. I'm, I ha, once everything. Once you're wearing it as an undershirt, it's no problem. Only if you're wearing it as an overshirt and then you stick it in, shows you're ashamed of the mitzvah. That's shame on you. That you're going to get punished. So this is a very interesting. A lot of people don't know this, and I want to tell you something else. Rabbi Badia basically writes that it's the right thing. We have to keep our minhag and we keep it in. Not only that, Chacham Ben Sion Shaul, the great Sephardic Rosh Hashiva, which happened to be Iranian. In Perak Bet chapter 2, they asked him, what's our minhag? He also says, So both Rav Avadia and Chacham Ben Sion, which was the great Sephardic Rosh Hashiva, Prat Yosef says, our custom is to what? Keep it in. He writes over here that if you're in a yeshiva, or if you're a Baal Tshuva, and by you keeping it out, your bad, way, your bad friends are going to stay away from you, you're allowed to keep it out. But he writes from the great Rabbi Akiva of the Sephardic. You know who Rabbi Ezra Atiyah was? Rabbi Ezra Atiyah was the, the number one Torah teacher for all the Sephardic rabbis. Rabbi Ovadia Yosef. Harab Levi, the chief rabbi of Panama. Harab Ben Sion. The Chazonish would say about Harab Ezra Atiyah that he's like a Rishon. You know what he says? He says if you're Sephardi and you go against your custom and you start keeping your Sisit out, you're making fun of the previous generation. What, you think you're a smart adalik? You're better than your father? Why, you're, you're more holy than your father? Why, your father kept it in. Keep your minhag. He says, not only should you, when you, when you, when you go against the custom, that all, according to Adar Rizal, everybody used to keep it in, and now you want to show off and keep it out, it's not good. Because you think now you're a better and more kosher than your um, grandfather. So I'm just going to finish off with this. I did a lot of research on this. And guess what? I asked Rabbi Friend why Rav Ruderman used to keep it in. One of the most important people in the last hundred years for Judaism is, you know who? Rabbi Natan Svi Finkel. You know why? Almost every major yeshiva, Rosh Yeshiva is a student of his. You know why? His number one thing that he taught the world was that your potential is unlimited. Man can be greater than an angel. And always he would give his students a boost in confidence that you're unlimited and you have greatness inside of you. And the worst sin they would say in Slabatka is to think small. Remember you were talking, you need to think big in life. The worst sin is to think you're nobody. You think small. And guess what? I want to thank my good friend, Rabbi Yosef Kaplan. He's a great-grandson of Rabbi Yerucham Lavavitz. He said that his grandfather, which was a Rosh Hashiman Brisk, and his son-in-law, Harav Kaplan, which was the son-in-law of Rabbi Yerucham, Rabbi Yerucham, the great Mashkiach of the Emir, used to keep even... I want, I'm, going to tell you, I'm going to list you 10 big Ashkenazi rabbis that even kept it in. Because all the students of the altar of Slabatka, Rabbi Nassim Svifinkel, that his son... Rabbi Eliezer Finkel started the biggest yeshiva in the world, in Israel. The Mir also used to keep it in. Because the altar 
Uh, Rabbi Ruderman says he once asked the altar, he said there's a Sach Tshuva Salpi Kabbalah, according to Kabbalah, like we just said, a lot of the sources is clear that you, you should keep it outer in. No, you should keep it in. So, I'll tell you another amazing story. I have to thank my friend, Rabbi Yosef Kaplan. He went and asked Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's son, Rabbi David Feinstein's that son that just passed away. So he said that he wasn't able to get to Rabbi David, but he asked Rabbi Beryl, the oldest grandson of Rabbi Moshe. He said a very interesting story. He said, when he was very young, he was so poor that he couldn't afford a new seat. He had to borrow one from somebody else. It was a hand-me-down. So the, the strings of it were black. So he said when he was like seven, eight years old, he was, his father was able to find him a new, buy him a new one. So he went and sat on his grandfather, the Godel Hador of Moshe Feinstein's lap. And he told Zaydi, he told him in Yiddish, he said, Zaydi, look, how beautiful these sisid are. You know what Moshe told him? My Yiddish is not that good. But he says, Nisht azar shein, not everything beautiful we do. The God of Lador, the greatest Ashkenazi rabbi in Halacha, did not keep his sisid out. If you see that in the Aguda, he was, he was keeping it out, because in the summer, it's very humid in New York, he didn't want it to get sweaty, so he would keep the whole thing on top of his, te- on top of his dress shirt. That everybody agrees, it's wrong to keep, stick it in, right? Everybody says, if you're keeping it out, if, uh, that's what the Mishaburu is saying, it's, you should, that's shameful. If you're already keeping the whole thing out, so guess what? All the big Rosh Yeshivas, Rav Shach Satsal said, all the major Yeshivas in the world right now, somehow are connected to the Rav Nasan Finkel, the altar of Sabatka. All the students used to keep it in. Rav David Leibowitz, Rav Hutner, the Minagaga of the Gra. My Rebbe, Rav Tzvi Berkowitz says, anyways in Europe, you know, they used to all wear like long coats. So anyways, or you know, in, in the Sephardic, they used to wear Abba. So how, how is it going to stick out? This is, listen, I'm not, if somebody wants to keep it out, it's okay. But don't make fun and don't think the people that keep it in, there's actually much more sources to do what? To keep it in. And actually, I'll f- end off with the last thing. I have a good friend, he's a Rosh Hashiva here in LA. I asked him, he was the personal assistant of Rav Henech Leibowitz, one of the great Rosh Hashivas of Gedolim. I said, what did your Rav Henech do? He said, my Rebbe Rav Henech also used to keep it in. But he said, I, we, me and Rav Henech, we always had a, he had a question, my Rebbe. Because he said his father, Rav David Leibowitz, he helped write, his uncle, the Chavetz Chaim, write the Mishnabura. And he always would say in Hashkafa, in ideology, my Rebbe is who? The altar. Rav Nassim Sifinkel. But in Halacha, who's my Rebbe? My uncle. The Mishnabura is writing what? That you should keep it out. So I told him this answer. He said, oh my God. Now I realize that even though Rav David Leibowitz, which was a guy in Atsum, and he has such a zechus. Valley Torah Center was created because of him. That yeshiva created Jewish high schools and Batei Midrash all around America. He's not contradicting himself. Even though he helped write the Mishnah he would keep his sisit in. Because even the Chavetz Chaim would keep it in. Because the Chavetz Chaim, when he writes to, 
to keep it out is only going on what case? If you keep the whole baggage out. So Hashem should always help us to keep our minhag. Amen.